All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Cheston Podcast. I'm your host, Cheston. Let's just go ahead and get into the topics for the week of January 23rd to January 29th. Okay. Pamela Anderson tells Variety Tim Allen once flashed his penis at her. Her upcoming memoir titled Love Pamela is spilling all the beans, um, including her story about Tim Allen. Um, He basically flashed her on the set of Home Improvement um, back in 1991. Um, Pamela Anderson, she says that on the first day of filming, she walked out of her dressing room and um, Allen, Tim Allen, was in the hallway in his robe. Um, He opened his robe and flashed her quickly. He was completely naked underneath. This is what Anderson is saying, Pamela. And she goes on to say that um, Alan told her it was only fair that he did so because he had seen her naked, referring to her first Playboy cover in 1989. Okay, yes, remember when she got the cover of Playboy 1989, they put her on on home home improvement, home improvement as one of the um, handyman assistants, one of the girls, you know, the, the eye candy girls on there. There was like two of them. And Pamela Anderson was one of them. <clears throat> but yes. Tim Allen, um, he has released a statement stating that he um, it never happened, it, 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 like um, he would never do such a thing. Um, at the time, Pamela Anderson was 23 and he, um, Tim Allen was 20, um, 37, sorry. Um, Pamela Anderson, she goes on to say that Tim um, is a comedian. It's his job to cross the line. I'm sure he had no bad intentions. Um, she also tells Variety no one reached out to her about... Um, her about the hulu show uh, pam and tommy but that's a whole nother subject but before i, I go on um get to that what i wanted to say was basically she was saying that tim allen it was all a joke like which is the thing you, you really can't bring this up after the me too movement so i'm just trying to understand why she would even she probably should have kept that to herself if she felt it was harmless um i feel like people are more so coming out with stories to like you know get um get some type of justice or get some type of resolution or to get something off of their chest. Maybe that's what she wanted to do, but, um, it does paint Tim Allen as like a perv now, <laughs> but, but like I said, Pamela Anderson is saying that it, you know, it's his job to be a comedian. It's his job to cross the line. So she didn't even, t- she didn't take it that way. She just saw, she took it as him being a comedian, him trying to be funny, but, um, she felt it was, it was weird. It was awkward, but moving on to what I was saying, um, about, the Hulu show Pam and Tommy. Yes, she said that no one uh, reached out to her to see if it was okay um, <clears throat> to for her for you know basically not even if it was okay but just to see. Um, well, you know what? It's her story, so yes, so I take that back. So yes, to get an okay, but I guess not. And um, you got to keep in mind that m- most of the uh, most of the producers on Pam and Tommy Tommy are males. And they are led by Seth Rogen. Okay, so that that like shocks me that Seth Rogen would do something like that. But okay, um, keep on going. Um, her memoir that that's being released, um, it covers her childhood, home life, past sexual abuse, um, relationships with boyfriends and husbands, and her career, basically. And side note, this is one thing I, I wanted to bring up that I didn't even know. Um, Pamela Anderson, she dated Mario Van Peebles. I did not know that. But yes, um, when she first moved to L.A. from Canada, she says that he was one out of two best boyfriends she's ever had. 
And if you're wondering who the other best boyfriend she said um, was or is, it's Kelly Slater, the famous uh, pro surfer. He's the other boyfriend. She said that she's only she she uh, she said in her life she's only had two best boyfriends. So um, she said Mario Van Peebles, and the other one is Kelly Slater. Um, also, another thing that stood out to me, you know, uh, reading the article that um, Variety uh, printed, they basically said that um, the first season on Bay, her first season on Baywatch, she made fifteen hundred per episode. Okay, fifteen hundred dollars. That's nothing. But okay, and by the time, by the end of her time on the series, uh, she was making $300,000 per episode, which is still crazy. Um, when you think Baywatch, maybe a lot of people think of David Hasselhoff. I do not. I just remember Pamela Anderson looking good, running on the beach with her cute, fine ass. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not the biggest Pamela Anderson fan. Like, I'm not. I don't have nothing against her. She's always been a, a beautiful woman. I've always thought she was a beautiful woman. I feel like, you know, she's the mother, and her sons were like Carmen Electra, Jenny McCarthy. All them girls were trying to um, trying to get down that look, that aesthetic that Pamela Anderson made popular in the '90s. Like, she definitely was the Marilyn Monroe of the 90s like and she still is popular I mean you know Pamela Anderson is she's a pop culture icon really I mean if we're gonna keep it real I just can't believe that she was making that much on Baywatch but uh, you got to keep in mind in the 90s there was a lot of bad deals that were being signed record deals tv deals just a lot of bad deals that were being signed um and to this day, she said that because uh, Baywatch just did a deal with Amazon and David Hasselhoff, he happens to be one of the producers. So he got a cut of that deal. But she says even to this day for like a residual check, she only gets four thousand dollars, a little bit, a little bit over four thousand dollars a year, um, which is crazy to me. <laughs> Pamela Anderson was like the face of Baywatch. She like she put that show on the map. OK, for real. You got to give her a props. Um but um, Anderson, Pamela Anderson, she says that she didn't even have um, the right represent rep uh, the right representation at the time, or the know how to at the time on you know signing a good deal or getting you know her money you know getting the best deal she possibly could get for being on the series. You know, um, she said that at the time she didn't know that she would become a huge um, star on on a TV show, so she just signed her life away, which is so sad. That's so sad to hear, but yeah. Um, but for those um, that want more, you know, tea or more about uh, Pamela's life, you can go ahead and check out her um, book, Love Pamela, that hits bookstores on January 31st. And the same day her Netflix documentary hits, um, Love Pamela hits uh, Netflix. So you can go ahead and check that out also. Um, I'm going to definitely try to watch the, the documentary. I want to check it out, you know. I've always liked Pamela Anderson. Don't have no issue with her, so I've, I've no, I've no problem seeing her side of the story of what ha what went down with the whole, um, you know, uh, private tape between her and her ex husband Tommy Lee. But going on, moving on. Beyonce gets fake outrage for performing in Dubai, where homosexual homosexuality is illegal. Okay, I've been seeing online that there's been a lot of people just coming for Beyonce because she, you know, got that twenty four million dollars to perform in Dubai. Mind you, she didn't even perform any songs from Renaissance, and people are saying the reason why, allegedly, that she did not perform any songs from Renaissance 
were due to the fact that everybody knows that whole album is dedicated to the LGBTQIA plus community. So it makes sense, you know, that she didn't perform it in Dubai. I mean, it, it, that, you know, that allegation kind of lines up with Dubai because we all know that it is technically illegal to be um, gay, to be a homosexual in Dubai, even to this day in 2023. Um, but her father, Matthew Knowles, he spoke out. And he basically said that she didn't perform the Renaissance songs because she's about to tour soon, um, which we all know Beyonce's planning on doing her, you know, world tour this year in 2023. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see what the fake back backlash is. I don't like that Beyonce is getting so much um, backlash for anything she does now. It seems like people... What I'm getting from it is because she's been so consistently relevant for so long. People are starting to get tired of her and people are starting to just pick at her and make up little things. It's it's kind of annoying. You know, I don't see what's the big deal. Beyonce is a performer. She got, you know, that's what she does. That's what she gets paid to do. So if somebody wants her to perform at a private event for $24 million, she should be able to do so. Without anybody, you know, commentating or or speculating anything behind that. All right. Now to the next story. The New York Post reports Madonna's biopic has been scrapped as the pop icon preps for her world tour. Now, her biography, her biopic um, has been scrapped at Universal and no longer in pre-production in the pre-production stage. Um, as you if you remember, Julia Garner. She's from the show The Ozarks, and she also played um, that Anna Delvey, that that um, scammer, that that scam like the high the high social class elite in New York City. Um, she played her in that Inventing Anna uh, series on Netflix, which is so freaking good. If you have not watched it, you need to watch it because that is so good. But anyways, back to this. That girl that played Anna Delvey in the Inventing Anna series, uh, Julia. Garner, that is her name. She was off. Um, she was offered the starring role role to play Madonna, so she was set to play Madonna in this biopic. Okay, um, she beat out other actresses after attending a boot a boot camp like session. So meaning they had them dancing and singing for hours. Why? Why? I don't know when they're gonna have them lip syncing over to Madonna's tracks and stuff, but. I guess um, Madonna's probably trying to see who can, you know, be their the best authentic version of her or, you know, who 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 it comes natural to. I don't know. I don't know Madonna's process. But like I said before, they had the actresses attend like a boot camp like style, you know, sessions basically had them, you know, sweating for the role, really like prepping for the role. But anyways, Madonna was set to direct. And she even wrote the script saying, quote unquote, I've had an extraordinary life. I must make an extraordinary, extraordinary film. I heard that, sister, that that makes perfect sense. Um, she was quoted saying that back in July 2022. But sources say she will someday make the film. But the tour is the her like core focus right now. Like that's what she's focused on is doing this celebration tour celebration. I mean, celebration celebrating over 40 plus years in this business, you know, so four decades, that's her focus on, which, which makes sense, you know, Madonna is 64, so she kind of does have to focus on one thing at a time, you know, to give all her energy into it, but um, they're saying as soon as she's done, um, 
you know, with the tour, she's going to go ahead and focus back on this bio biography, which I'm really excited about. I think I think Madonna is definitely going to uh, show a her truest version of her life in, you know, through her eyes, honestly. And I, I and I'm excited to see that because I, I know there's so much she wants to show her fans and audience, you know, in the world. But anyways, um, keep on going on. Um, there was a fallout. This is allegedly there was a fallout with Universal over the script. They did not like the script that she wrote. Um, they wanted it to be poppy and light. Okay, but Madonna wants uh, something much grittier. So she, you know, wants to show all the ugly, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, sounds like Universal wants like a nice little uh, clean version of her life. But Madonna wants to show you the explicit, the explicit version. Sorry. Um, but there's um, sources are saying that she would rather go, you know, to another studio than change the script. So she's keeping the same writers, but she will recast if actors chosen aren't available. So hopefully I really I really hope she gets to do this biopic, bio but I know that she's focused on this tour that is like doing very well. Her tickets have been selling. So meaning that, you know, people are planning on going to see her, you know, on the dates that she put out. So but I'm. I, I hope, you know, as soon as she's done, she does, you know, continue this and finishes this bio, you know, this biography because everybody's coming out with a biography right now. Everybody that was in the 80s, it makes sense. You know, we just got Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. You know, it, it, they're about to do Michael Jackson's. It's like it makes perfect sense. And somebody needs to do Prince's. OK, for real, for real. But moving on. Uh, Paris Hilton welcomes her first child with her husband. Uh, she revealed on January 24th that she had a baby boy. Uh, her mother, Kathy Hilton, she stated previously that um, Paris was uh, getting pregnant. You know, she had struggles getting parent. She had struggles getting pregnant. I'm sorry. Paris had struggles getting pregnant. But Paris responded to, you know, her mom saying that. And she basically stated that. Uh, she doesn't know where she got that from, uh, that she has tons of embryos stocked up and waiting. And obviously that is true because she had a baby boy. Um, no name was released as of yet, but um, congrats, Paris. That's like so freaking wild. Um, I think it's crazy that like out of all the Y2K girls, she's like one of the last to have a baby at 42 she's like 42 um, which is not bad i'm not age shaming i'm not age shaming. we are in a day and age where if you want to wait to have a child in your late 40s and your late 50s you can wait to have a child in your late 40s and late you know in your 50s there's no rush okay and, and that's for anyone out there um as for me i don't even want to talk about this about children i honestly right now my mindset I've, i'm not even i can't even think of children Okay, and I'm in my 30s. That's all I will say. So I, you know, I've, <laughs> they weren't a thought in my teens. Children weren't a thought in my 20s. They're not a thought now. There's too much. I have too much I want to do. Um, that's personal. But I'm just saying we are in a day and age where if you want to have a child in your late 40s or if, you, you know, even in your 40s, your 40s, your early 50s. It can be done. So don't feel bad. Don't feel like you're um, not doing something according to schedule or plan because all your other friends have kids at a young age. That doesn't matter. You know, it is possible for you to have children in your 40s and 50s now, people. Okay. 
Just saying. So I'm, I'm just saying congrats to Paris. She did what worked for her. And oh my God, just, it, 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 and it hits me because Paris was like, when I was in high school, Paris Hilton was like the girl. Okay. So it's like seeing her have a kid. <laughs> I, that, like Once again, that's personal. I'm going to go ahead and move on. All right. Moving on. Page six reports. Britney Spears is not in danger. Police say after fans call for a wellness check. I'm tired of this. Leave that girl alone. Um, Ventura County Sheriff's uh, Ventura County Sheriff's Office confirms Britney Spears is not in any kind of danger. Um, Britney, she deleted. Uh, Britney, she deleted her Instagram page, and fans decided to call her neighborhood police to perform a wellness check because for some reason they got they got they made it their business. This, you know, to um, send the police to her, you know, her house, which is crazy to me. You guys have to like back up off of her. It's not helping. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you need to hear this, but any Britney Spears fan out there that's like, now that she is free and she's not in her conservatorship, but you still think because there's some conspiracy, leave that girl alone, let her live, go get help with your obsession with her, like for real, like. I love Britney Spears. I'm obsessed with her. Like, that's my girl. I'm always going to have, you know, I'm always going to love Britney Spears. But I'm just saying, I'm not obsessed with her to the point where I want to see her all the time. I want, you know, I, I think what it is, is that now that she's free, people think that she's just going to get back into music and start performing again and putting out music again and being all over MTV again. It's not happening. If you miss that Britney Spears, I need you to get on YouTube and just watch all her days on TRL or something. Watch all her music. But I like you really do because that's not who Britney Spears is now. And I don't know how many times I could say that. You guys need to let her heal and grow and, and just be private. And, you know, honestly, at this point, at this rate, how it's looking, I think she should leave L.A. She should move out of L.A. completely. Hell, move out of the country. Move to London. I don't know. I just think you we she deserves privacy people and I think you you know you need to check yourself with your obsession over her but so that happened right so they you know these fans called this you know the Ventura um, sheriff's office and had them do a wellness check on her right so Britney Spears she posted like a paragraph on her page basically responding to the wellness check and I'm gonna go ahead and read it um, basically, she says, as everyone knows, the police were called to my house based on some prank phone calls. I love and adore my fans, but this time things went a little too far and my privacy was invaded. The police never entered my home. And when they came to my gate, they quickly realized there was no issue and left immediately. This felt like I was being gaslit and bullied once the innocent. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Once the incident made it to the news and being portrayed once again in a poor and unfair light by the media. During this time in my life, I truly hope the public and my fans who I care so much about can respect my privacy moving forward. All the love be. Please let her leave her alone. Like just just let Britney Spears just please don't be worried about that girl. That girl is a, a grown woman. She's free. She's married. She's safe. Just just let her live, please. Okay, moving on. Page six reports Amy Robach and TJ Holmes are out at ABC after 
scandalous affair, you know, was all over the place. I know I've been reporting on this story too. The two co-hosts, the two co-anchors from um, Good Morning America, I've been posting about them. I've been not well, not so much posting, but uh, been speaking about this situation in previous episodes of this season, season one. Um, and basically, th- this is the outcome of that <laughs> of me, you know, doing all those updates. So basically, we know for sure now. ABC has let. Uh, Amy Robach and TJ Holmes go on Friday afternoon on January 27th. ABC confirmed the pair signed exit agreements and sent an email to staff announcing their departure from the network. Um, they will both receive contract um, contract payouts, but both could be looking at filing a lawsuit against ABC. So, I mean, uh, we'll see if they sign, you know, if they sign their exit agreements, we'll see about that, that lawsuit. Um, Honestly, it was sloppy. It was messy. If you've been following up with the investigations, TJ Holmes was just hooking up with everybody behind the the scenes. Basically, all the producers, all the you know the people that worked behind the scenes at Good Morning America. He had like more than four or five affairs, and that's excluding um, Amy Robach. Um, I mean. Just based off of that and how sloppy, you know, it, it got, you know, how it was just all over the place. I think it, it, it did not make ABC look good. And I think they made the right decision in parting ways with both of them, actually, um, Amy Robach and TJ Holmes. I think um, people were starting to watch <laughs> the show when they were on there for the wrong reasons once that story came out. So I think um, they felt like it was a distraction. Um I mean, I could see that. So they let him go. Um, so we'll see. I mean, um, I, I don't see how if they signed exit agreements and sent out emails to the staff letting them know, you know, like goodbye, you know, emails. I don't see how they would be fi- filing a lawsuit. But you never know. People find their own reasons and, you know, for what, you know, doing something. So um We'll see. I mean, if if they do do that, I probably will follow the story. But I mean, this is basically basically the end of the story. We got the solution to the you know to everything that happened. They felt like it was base. Um, they felt like it was best to part ways with both co-anchors. So, all right, that was all the topics for this week. Make sure you subscribe, share, and like on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and YouTube. Make sure to follow the Cheston Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. A new episode will be uploaded next Tuesday. Thank you. Peace.